Welcome to Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And now for your weekly recap, a timely review of this week's top headlines and takeaways. Here's your host. Welcome to Inside Towers Week in Review. I'm Leslie Stimson, Inside Towers Washington Bureau Chief. This episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence. It's a quarterly market report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem. Intelligence looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. The 2023 Volume 4 is available now. An annual subscription also includes an exclusive briefing and online support. For more information or to subscribe, visit InsideTowers.com slash intelligence. So this week, I need to find my stories. Okay. So one of the big stories this week, the telecom industry, uh, many of the associations, nine associations, including WIA, NATE, CCA, uh, and WISPA, they are lobbying Congress to support a bill to exempt broadband grants from taxes. The uh, the coalition are throwing their support behind. Uh, they're they're throwing their support behind um, S three forty one and H R eight eight nine, the Broadband Grant Tax Treatment Act. Um, as part of any broader legislative tax package that Congress may consider. It's bipartisan and bicameral. It would amend the Internal Revenue Code to ensure funding for broadband deployment from the infrastructure law, meaning including programs like BEAD, the Middle Mile Program, and the Tribal Broadband Connectivity Fund, and other similar federally funded broadband programs would not be considered taxable income. Without this change in the tax code, a significant portion of funding intended for deploying broadband to unserved and underserved communities will revert to the government in the form of taxes, say the groups in a letter to the committees. They wrote a letter to the House and Senate Finance Committee and the House Ways and Means Committee. They said adoption of the Broadband Grant Tax Treatment Act will ensure that funding Congress intended to close the digital divide will be used for that purpose. Um, Some of the other uh, associations that signed on to the letter were Encompass, NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association, the Rural Wireless Association, Telecommunications Industry Association, which is TIA, and WTA, Advocates for Rural Broadband. Uh, Switching to Rip and Replace, Congresswoman Doris Matsui, a Democrat from California, um, she's the ranking member of the House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee on Communications and Technology. She got the FCC to release new updated state-by-state data from the uh, from the agency on its rip-and-replace reimbursement program. It shows that Nebraska has received the most reimbursement money, which is more than $122 million. Colorado is next at $68 million, followed by New York at $32 million, and Michigan at $14 million. Previously, that data 
was attributed to the location of a company's corporate headquarters rather than the location of the actual project. Matsui is the co-author of the legislation that funded Rip and Replace. She said, the data I requested from the FCC is crystal clear. There is an alarming amount of vulnerable gear in American telecommunications networks affecting nearly every single state in the country. She called it a national security imperative to immediately remove every last piece of this vulnerable equipment, which she said should be done as soon as possible. Uh, she said, uh, oh, there's a quote that she included in her release from Competitive Carrier Association President and CEO Tim Denovan. He said recent committee activity has highlighted the broad bipartisan interest in fully funding the reimbursement program. And I hope that this updated data helps demonstrate the broad and urgent need to finally address this issue across America. Um, so Inside Towers has reported that the FCC has approved approximately uh, $5 billion in requests by carriers for reimbursements to rip out, destroy, and replace untrusted gear from Huawei and ZTE. But Congress only appropriated $1.9 billion toward rip and replace leaving a funding shortfall. So according to this new data, the agency has actually paid out $429 million for these requests. And finally, the FCC was sued over its new digital discrimination rules. Um, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and two Texas business groups uh, sued the agency because uh, they said they're too broad and they potentially give the uh, commission the power to dictate pricing. So in the lawsuit, uh, it challenges the FCC for exceeding its statutory authority and acting arbitrarily and capriciously. This is what uh, the groups that are suing are saying. The FCC's action will also make it more difficult to deploy broadband service to all Americans and communities due to increased compliance costs and stifled private sector investment. So you may remember uh, we reported the agency voted 3-2 in favor of the rules in November. They're designed to prevent the exclusion of services based on income level, race, ethnicity, color, religion, or national origin. Uh, they were part of a mandate set in the 2021 infrastructure law. And basically it's to prevent redlining. The uh, industry, however, isn't, you know, they're saying this is way too much. They argue the rules are too broad and vague. During the vote, the Republicans uh, opposed the changes. Commissioner Brendan Carr had a lengthy 25-minute speech about what was wrong with them, and then he summed up by saying to everybody that will be subject to FCC re regulation for the first time ever, welcome. I hope you have good lawyers. The FCC didn't comment, but um, they pointed to Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel's comments from November at the meeting, we reported, she said, these rules are strong. When you consider Congress explicitly directed us to prevent and eliminate digital discrimination of access, they had better be. But she said, I would also argue they are fair and reasonable. So that is it. Thank you uh, for listening to Inside Towers Week in Review. 
For a complete rundown of all the week's stories, check out our Saturday edition. We'll see you in a week. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.